Hello, welcome to another episode of Five Movie Madness, the podcast where pain heals, chicks dig scars, and glory lasts forever. I'm your host Matt, and with always, uh, like always, I'm joined by my two other co-hosts. They are Joe. Be careful with me. I'm worth a million dollars. Nice. <laughs> Good one. Thanks. Uh, Corey. Uh, damn it! I had something witty. Shit. Hold on. Hold I had on. a prepared statement. <laughs> I did. I did. I'm getting caught. My dog came in, tried to eat my cat food. I'm sorry, guys. I'm fucking your cat that. food. My my cat's cat. <laughs> Shut up. See what I'm saying? That's what happens when I can't record Fridays. All right. Um. Okay. Bring me in one more time. And Corey. This is my left side. It's my strong side. There it is. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I was curious if you were going to finish the quote. Or if we had All to. Right. I was hoping you guys were going to jump in, but <laughs> not me. it didn't look like it was happening. So I wasn't sure. I don't want to steal your thunder. It was that or uh, I came to play football for the Irish. That was, <laughs> that was Love my it. other option. Beautiful. So if you haven't guessed by now, we are recording our top five football movies for this week's episode of Five Movie Madness. And the reason being, the big game is right around the corner. All right, we can't say the words. Can All right, we? we can't say the words. Because <laughs> so Actually, many people are listening to this and going to sue us. Nothing will happen, but... That's not chance. <laughs> Playing play it safe anyway. After today... Not worth the risk. After today, we'll know who's playing in the big game, but the, by the time you're hearing this, we'll probably be in the midst of the NFL offseason. Yeah, almost certainly. Probably, yeah. <laughs> Unless something magical happens, but I don't think so. Unless I take a week's off work. I mean, you can if you want to. You'd think so. <laughs> Uh, I'll explain how the show works. Uh, the topic has been set. We listed our top five football movies, as long as a couple of bubble movies, which we'll get into towards the end of the show. We're going to reveal the movies one at a time, five, 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 four, 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 and so on. If there's commonality among our lists, we will talk about that uh, that movie at the later part of the show. So if uh, my five is on Joe's list as number three. We'll wait to number three to talk I'll tell about them it. the table it. Table it. That's the term we use. Um, after we reveal our list, madness will ensue, and we'll explain the rules of madness uh, once uh, we get to that part as well. So, without further ado, Joe, what's your number five? Number five? Oh, God, we're just diving right in. Diving right in. So, uh... Some, something I already knew about myself got reinforced making this list is that sports and comedy go together pretty well. Okay. I'm a fan. So uh, my number five movie is about the best tackler I've seen since Joe Montana, The Waterboy. I said Joe Montana. Joe Montana was a quarterback, you idiot. <laughs> I said Joe Montana. Uh, that, that was so close to my number five. I haven't seen that movie in quite a while. It did not make my list. I haven't either, but I've seen it like 10 to 12 times. It's surprisingly good, especially for the football aspect. There's a lot of football in the movie, yes, and also is. a lot of jokes that do land. Yeah, I think it's probably, in my opinion, one of Adam Sandler's funnier movies. I, I don't particularly love a lot of his style of comedy, and I feel like a lot of the movies are very, very repetitive. But for whatever reason, the Waterboy like hit me, just and like I, I can go back and watch yeah. that. Yeah, 
Waterboy is very good. It's very funny. Um, the football action they do get correct. That's that was a big thing with me on this list. If you get certain aspects of the game wrong or rules wrong or time wrong, then I just eliminated you pretty quickly. Um, I think every sports movie should have a sports consultant on set <laughs> to tell the director, no, you idiot. And I am available <laughs> for hire. <laughs> Seriously. Let's get the rules right. It's not hard. Yeah. And we are going to talk about a movie. I'm pretty sure it's on one of your guys' lists that totally butcher the football aspect of it. And I can't wait to get to it. Almost certainly. But yes, yeah, I can't imagine. The only it thing won't. I could think of in this movie that doesn't follow the rules is the uh, power bomb compliment of Captain Insano. I don't think he could do that. <laughs> to a guy Probably on the field. not. Probably not. <laughs> Definitely. Probably unnecessary uh, roughness. But yeah, it's really fun. I'm sure you've seen it. If you haven't, it's on. Probably playing on TBS right now. So turn it on. <laughs> There's like a seventy percent yeah. chance if you turn on TBS right now that it's on. My favorite line is, I think it's an announcer in the background, just like, and by the way. Quarterback of so and so does not have a broken neck after Bobby tackles him. <laughs> uh, I like the part where, like, Michigan decimated that wide receiver as experimented with their towel boy, and he runs a quick slant, just gets clothesline. He caught the ball, though. He hung on. <laughs> he, he, he did hang on. To his credit. Yes. <sighs> and that's my number five, the water boy. The water boy. Corey, what's your number five? My number five follows that same lovely trend of comedy and sports really working out um this is also one of the only movies on my list that doesn't explicitly deal with football in like a tangible way my number five is ace ventura pet detective i did not think of that but fair the whole movie is based around the miami dolphins so i'm i threw it on there um the person that he's hunting is (laughs) an ex-miami dolphin football player uh, I think it checks all the boxes. I think you get just enough football in there for it to remind you, like, hey, this is kind of technically a football movie. Um, laces out. I think it's funny. Yeah, laces out. Um, the football-shaped cookies. Again, spoiler alert for a movie that came out 20-some years ago. Uh, the main bad guy is an ex-football player. Ray Finkel. Ray Finkel. Is he a real player? No. I no, didn't think no, so. No. Dan Marino's very real. Oh, that, that much I know. Stuff. He's a very real person. The, I think one of one of the funnest aspects of that movie is they are playing in a non-existent Super Bowl at the end of that. Yeah, they're playing... Uh, they're, the, Eagles. the Eagles. They're playing yes. the Eagles in the Super Bowl, and the Eagles had never made it to the Super Bowl. Like That's why they did that. It's like, well, we don't want to like put a, a year stamp on it, so let's... like. Put a team that's never been to the Let's Super make Bowl. Make it in before. a weird alternate timeline. For the record, yeah. and not to blow up your spot, the Eagles did make it to a Super Bowl in 1980 against the Raiders. They lost, but they they were have been in a Super Bowl prior to the release of uh, Pet Detective. Oh, I thought they hadn't been. But it wasn't a real Super Bowl. What I know, it was a yeah in the movie. <laughs> yes, it wasn't a real Super Bowl in the movie, but they they did make exactly. it to the Super Bowl. Ron Jaworski <laughs> was MVP of the year that year. Ugh. Good old Jaws. They did not win a Super Bowl until fairly recently. <laughs> yeah. I cried. I'm not going to lie to you guys. I Don't blame bit. you. No. And by a little bit, I mean a lot. And I cried a lot. Many other people cried for different reasons. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> hey uh, That's my number five. Number five. Ace Ventura, Pet Detective. Okay. My number five is 
the cheesiest movie on my list, and it's like a movie that will not be made today, and Hollywood would reject it because the script is so corny. But I put it on, and I probably cried about seven times. So my number five is Rudy. Table that. All right. <laughs> Fair enough. Joe, what's your number four? Uh, sticking with my theme of comedy and football to round out the bottom of my list, number four, we've got the greatest team to never really play football, the replacements. Table it. Okay. I had a feeling. All right. <laughs> Corey, what's your number four? Number four is a movie that I'm pretty sure is not going to make either of your lists, but let's see what happens here. My number four is The Blind Side. Nope. I've never Go actually it. seen it. I I, I really I really enjoy the blind side. Um I think that there are definitely some problems with the story. Yeah, I think that there's some social problems with the story as a whole, but the actual heartwarming nature of the story kind of I I kind of choose to just turn the other cheek when I think about that particular aspect of it. Uh I think the football's really fun. I think the football isn't necessarily realistic. Like the one, like the one big play where he like takes a guy and tackles him, like essentially moves him forty yards and like throws him over like the edge outside of the end zone. Excessive blocking. Excessive blocking. Yeah, I like that's one of the only moments that I'm like, okay, no. But like the story itself is is a lot of fun. I, I like the fact that it has a lot to do with family. It's a lot to do with you know personal triumph and and dealing with and tackling your own demons and not letting it stop you which i think is i what... like tackling tackling your demons it's good <laughs> yeah see and i think that uh i think that a lot of football movies do grapple with that i think when you go across football movies you see that a lot so i mean it's just a fun way to it's a it's a different story than the ones that we've heard before is that on disney that... that's a disney right maybe i'm not sure i don't it's know a... but i feel like it might be on disney plus now that you say that out loud that's that's what that... i thought to myself I could have watched this, but chose not to, apparently. It's a best actress for Sandra Bullock for this movie. That's my other thing. I'm a big Sandra Bullock fan. Did she win? I, she won best she, actress? She took she, home huh. the statue for best actress for The Blind Side. Her acting in this is, is spectacular. It's Admit it. Like, yeah, she, she is definitely the best part of this movie. You got a cooperation from the NCAA, too. So you had, like, the real colleges represented, and all the, like, Nick Saban was there, and Lou Holtz, and... Ed Orgeron, is that his name? Orgeron? He was the coach uh, of Ole Miss at the time. He's not yeah, 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 yeah. Who, where does he, te- does he coach Arkansas now? LSU. LSU, okay. Um, yeah, no, it's, think- it's very good. I think the football is pretty accurate with it. I didn't have a problem with the uh, excessive blocking play. I mean, he got flagged for it, so. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> um, That's all you can hope for. It happen that way. The only issue with the blind side I have is the, uh, I guess, historical accuracy of it. It kind of ruined Michael Orr's career <laughs> in a weird way. It did. That it came did. out before the draft, right? Like, No, it came out when he was a player. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. And he kind of like, he got made fun of a lot in the locker room. Yeah, that sounds which, right. I mean, if you're going to get made fun of, that's there's, there's uh, you know, you're making millions of dollars, just like suck it up, buttercup. But a lot, a lot of the... Uh, his upbringing is just like not true. Like he played sports prior to being adopted by the Tui family, and uh, he wasn't like as uh, academically challenged as the movie made him out to be. So this, it's not. I don't have issues with the movie itself. I just have issues with what came out after. So I think that's a fair point. Like it does really highlight a bunch of uh, 
quote unquote differentiation strategies that we teachers use. So I feel like that was almost more like a nod to like teachers than anything else. Sure. That's why you love um, it so much. It, I do. Like, I love the fact that there's like the one teacher who really, you know, really believes in him and, and, and pushes him and, you know, advocates for him with other teachers. And that's what does it. Um, wow. Does that make two of the three movies we've talked about so far have Kathy Bates in it? Yes. Yes. I didn't know she was in the blind side. Yeah, she's the tutor. Okay. She's the tutor. Yeah. Also, it's not Disney Plus. It's on HBO though right now. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Fair enough. So that'll yeah. do it for the blind side. I think that'll do it for the blind side. All right. My number four is the only comedy I have on my list, and that would be Varsity Blues. That is a bubble for me. All right. Nothing for you, Corey. Didn't love it. Okay. Didn't find it that funny. I like it a lot. It's like the last one of the last raunchy comedies we get. The movie doesn't really hold up today because of the language aspect of it. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> quite a few things you can't say would not be uh, considered PC culture, though language like that still, you know, goes on, unfortunately. Um, a lot of funny. Billy Bob. Who doesn't love Billy Bob? Uh, they get the football action correct. I like the aspect of having the prick head coach that the team kind of like wins in spite of I love that uh, moment in the locker room when they're like we're not going back on the field with you that's right because he's going to shoot up Wendell's knee and Wendell doesn't want it no. doesn't need it maybe I should do it no Paul Walker's great in it as Lance Harbour like the all-american quarterback I yeah. when I when I turned it on I forgot he was in it because I you know you remember James Vanderbeek but he's not the starter at the beginning of the movie I don't understand the fact that he has, like, a cannon for an arm, and then when he actually gets into the game, they're like, oh, Moxon can't hit the broadside of a barn. Like, they have no idea about this kid. But, yeah, <laughs> yeah everyone's, like, highly critical, I guess, you know, the shock of his accuracy was bad. I don't know. I mean, was it? I, that, Did he miss? <laughs> I'll, I'll be honest. I didn't rewatch this for this because I've okay. seen it a bunch of times. I would just watch clips on YouTube of, like, nine different scenes. The only... <laughs> pass he quotes unquote misses on is like when he has to knock the beer can off his dad's head yeah, but he does he that on purpose his... he definitely does that on purpose <laughs> or he just fired it without aiming so really it's yeah, yeah. turned and fired fire um, that fucking pig skin. <laughs> <laughs> his little brother that's like into all the different religions like he walks around with like a cross on his back and then he's like i'm gonna die for all man's sins and his mom's like oh you're so sweet <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I like how it pokes fun at Texas high school football, which is taken far too seriously. And we're going to get to a movie on my list anyway, that definitely tackles that aspect of it. Um, but yes, you guys are right. Comedy and sports go hand in hand. And uh, I think this is up there as one of the funniest football movies. So varsity blues makes it as my number four. It's a good choice. Wonderful. All right, Joe, what's your number three? My number three, I already know we're almost certainly tabling for, so I'll just say it's Remember the Titans. Uh, what are we on? Three. What number? That is my number three. Okay. Wow. All right. Synergy. Yep. Okay. I know. that you, uh, Matt hates this, this, this movie. Is, but... this I don't the one. like it. I don't like it whatsoever. This movie. This is the one, right? Yeah. This is yeah. the one that you... Yeah. This yeah. made me really mm -hmm. uncomfortable. Like, it's supposed to be uplifting, but it just makes me mad in the current climate we live in now. Yeah, I wanted I, to put I it think... higher, or not necessarily higher, but I wanted to enjoy it more than I did on the rewatch, and it, it's it's tough to now. That's also part of the historical inaccurate. Like that's 
probably the biggest piece of historical inaccuracy about this movie is that oh the team came together and they bonded and then you know they were above it and if you actually look at that team that year they were not yes they played together but they hated each other the black players and the white players did not like each other they were like the white players were really mad that they had to play with them it's not like they were above it like they went to camp at Gettysburg and became all kumbaya so about the it. The first like, half nah. of the movie is the accurate one and then it just continues like that, which makes for a bad movie. Yeah. It's it's really like and then the biggest the biggest one of the biggest moments when Gary Perdier gets into that accident in real life that happens after the playoffs. Gary no, Perdier pl- plays he, throughout, doesn't he? He got so uh the um Epilogue of the movie yeah, the where they're telling what happened to everybody. He gets hit in another he, car accident. It's, it's is when two he car dies. accidents. Yes. Which is ridiculous. So, like, how did he... He wasn't driving. He he does get injured in a car accident during the season. So that that aspect of it's correct. But oh, I thought I thought I thought I read that he didn't get into that car accident until after the state championship. But okay, that's fine. I mean, listen, one way or the other, it's like it's crazy. So from a movie standpoint, it's fine. It's very cheesy. It starts oh, yeah. the error of these cheesy Disney movies that we get where the team has to come together to overcome a common goal and they win at the end and they went on a 78-yard reverse with no time left. Are you kidding me? And prior to that... To rev with a broken <laughs> wrist. <laughs> and, yeah. pri- and prior to that, instead of the opposing team taking a knee and running out the clock, they run a play and fumble. Like, come on. that's Is this <laughs> that's why you hate a- this movie? <laughs> no, no, no. Okay. So th- I don't like the story. All right. Let me, let me. The movie in a vacuum, it's fine. If this was like not based on true events, so they so they claim we're, we're perfectly okay. But I don't like the aspect that A, that school is one of the last schools to integrate. <laughs> B, it wasn't two schools coming together, it was five. C, they had like 100 guys on the football team, so they were able to rotate everybody. So you had the best players of five different schools playing together. That's like a super team. Exactly. Yeah. Like, and they don't, the movie, it's not a good movie if that's the case, right? Oh, so no. They, they have to kind of like pick and choose this. Uh, and the last thing about it, and I, I don't, I'm not getting political or anything, but Herman Boone does not deserve to coach that team. The other guy is about to get inducted into the Hall of Fame, and they just kind of like take that away from him. I'm not a fan of that. I think that's BS in my opinion. And Herman but is that Boone, what happened? Like, I don't know. I don't know the, yeah, the, the, the ins and outs of that story. Like, is that what happened? Well, he, he was he is a better coach. He is about to get inducted into the Hall of Fame, and he does not get to be head coach of the integrated team because of the, because of the race issue. They wanted. I don't. I don't know if Herman Boone was, were, were to be fired if they were to lose a game. But you know, that's that's what the movie says. So to take that for like what it is, but. The, the man of Herman Boone, if depending on what you believe, that's like in the media today and a couple of former players speaking out against the movie, like was not like a nice guy. And he kind of like capitalized off of, of, of this, which he should. But he's going around doing like public speaking events, charging a whole like a bunch of money for it. And uh, yeah, I just I just don't care for it. That's totally fair. I just enjoy mm-hmm. the movie. Although I will say sure. it's one of those. I don't like the aspects of football movies where we start with a winning team and then we watch this one year that they struggle to alter like remain perfect like i much enjoy the team that's losing and they have to turn it around that's a much more compelling okay. story to me because there is there's i guess technically more movies on my list that have that but it's just 
Like, I like to see, like, the water boy, where they turn around a bad team and make them good, or the replacements, sure. or who never get to play. So that's the one yeah. aspect of this is just, I'm just not a fan of in movies. And that's the thing, right? The Titans were state champions the year prior, correct? Like, 12 years well, running Titans or something? Running. Yeah, it was, in the, yeah movie? the Titans didn't exist. Yeah. Yeah. The, the Alexandria football team mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. had had a winning record at that point. And, yeah, I mean... You took an all-white team and you added other players to it and made them better. Like, okay. Yeah. <laughs> Super great. <laughs> I mean, and I, think, I think from, like, a cheesy standpoint, like, showing this movie to a bunch of, like, middle school, early high school football players, as far as, like, how to overcome your differences and become a team, like, that's not a bad... It's a good, like, it's a good movie for that. I think that from, like, an actual, like adult critical standpoint, that's where the movie kind of starts to fall flat. Like, I remember getting jazzed up watching this movie when I was a freshman in high school. Yeah, this movie came out, what, 2000 or 2002? 2000. Something like that. So I was yeah. 12 when it came out. So yeah. I saw it in theaters. I guess I liked it as a 12-year-old. I actually own it. It's downstairs in my basement right now. Um, and this was also one of those movies that, oh, you're in middle school and we have a movie day in class. Let's yep. sure remember the I, watched Titans, this, so. I think I yes. saw this for the first time in English class. In, I think I saw school. this 50 times in school, right? <laughs> I definitely watched it a lot in school. Definitely. Uh, yeah, it's a little played out. A little but bit. I don't fault it for being on your list in a vacuum. I, it's, it's a good story or whatever. It's just uh, I'm not a fan of it. Totally fair. I think that there's, like, again, like from a coaching standpoint, I think it, there's some ridiculous aspects to it. You know, he runs six the, plays. They're like Novocaine. Yeah. They wait, they work eventually. <laughs> yeah. Or like the the oh okay, so the running back isn't doing a good job. Can't keep his hands on the ball. All right, you know what? Let me just put him at cornerback for the rest or of the linebacker. game. Linebacker. Yeah. Linebacker. <laughs> what? No, no, that's not how that works. I mean, in my super tiny high school in South Jersey, most of the most of us played both ways. But on a team where you have a hundred some guys or like a big football team like that, like no. You have yeah. to have another guy. I mean, there. if we're talking football problems, he puts his only healthy quarterback also on defense in the state championship game. <laughs> what? Yeah. <laughs> and the, uh, you know, that turnaround moment when he, like, yells at the uh, the ref and is like, you call this game fair. And then he pulls him in like, I don't want them to gain another yard. We blitz all night. And I'm like, yo, jazzed up when I hear that. I want the dirtiest However, tackles. However, there is no way you're not going to not give up a yard if you're blitzing all night. If you're blitzing all night, the wide receivers and the tight ends are wide open for a little dump pass. They're going out of the the shotgun. What are they, New York Jets? (laughs) Yeah, was it Monday Night Football or something? Yeah, yeah. So many weird lines in this movie. I'm I'm not positive. I'm not sure what year this movie takes place. 1971. 71? integration, Uh, right? Okay. When was Monday Night Football? No idea. was like... When was the first Monday Night Football game? Let me look that up real fast. Do it. The first Monday Night Football game occurred in on September 21st, 1970, between the New York Jets and the, and the Browns Cleveland Browns. Cleveland. Okay. All these so, references make sense now. Okay. I love it. It's in my top. <laughs> it's, it's great. <laughs> Changing my list. Hold on. We're actually uh, going to table that. It's my number one. <laughs> Anywho. All right. Remember the Titans made both of your number threes, correct? Correct. Yes, it did. So I am up to my What's number three. What's your number three? Yeah. Let me just write down Remember the Titans real fast. Okay. My number three, it's a movie from the 70s. I'm not sure if it's going to make your list or not or if you guys even heard of it. I know what but it is. it is North Dallas 40. 
I watched it for this. It did not make my list, though. Okay. I had never heard of it. That's not one of the movies I watched for this. Uh, North Dallas 40, it was marketed incorrectly. Like, if you watch their trailer for it and you look at the movie poster, it looks like a raunchy comedy about a professional football team in the 70s. It's not that whatsoever. Um, no. It's, it's a realistic look at football in the 70s. Like... If we were to do a list of best sports movie scenes, I'm going to put the opening scene in North Dallas 40 quite high on it. It's uh, Nick Nolte. He's the, the main montage character. of him on the field? He was waking up, and he's like, his face oh, yeah, is yeah, all yeah, bloody right. still, yep. and he's like hobbling to the bathroom, mm-hmm. and he's replaying the events of the, the, the game the night before in, like, in his head, and you just see all the hits uh, he's, he's been taking and how it's like affecting his body, and... Uh, if you read interviews about players from that time seeing that movie, they're like, yeah, it's, that's pretty accurate. Like, the older you get, the longer the amount of time you spend in the league. It takes you uh, quite a while to recover. And the next day is an off day, but it's uh, definitely a, a, a recuperation day. Um, the frequent drug use that's that's going on, whether it's weed to cope with the pain or it's all the pills that's being forced down their throat by the training staff. Um, shooting up before a game, taking cortisone to mask an injury or or whatever. They, I forgot what drug they actually take, but players refusing to actually shoot up versus players that will are willing to do to do so. They're looked on differently by the coaching staff. You're not a team player. You got to know like, the difference between pain and injured. Exactly. You're not exactly getting, for, like, if you don't shoot up, we're going to cut you. But it's like, wow, look at this. Elliot's shooting up, and uh, wh- why won't you? And it's this like, this dude just shooting up. You should too. <laughs> exactly. Um, staging fights in practice to fire up your linemen. That definitely goes on. Like, it's it's all the things you don't, us as fans don't see. This is a good like. Um, like a behind the scenes look at like what it takes and the nfl disowned this film like when it was being made it's it was a book first um uh, pete gent was a wide receiver for the cowboys in the late 60s early 70s not very good wide receiver they didn't have the best hands in the league he is the title character um he he's the model for phil elliott and all of his teammates have ripped on him since, saying, like, wow, if we knew you were that good, we would have thrown you the ball more. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I just, I, I believe it's a real honest take, and I love the aspect of, like, before the game, in the locker room, how seriously everyone's taking it and how they're all kind of, like, psyching themselves up in an individual way to get ready for the game because it's, it's, it's a fear aspect. Like we can't lose this. If we, uh, this is our livelihood. This is the, we're playing a sport that we love. And if we lose this, chances are, we're not going to get a chance to like continue our careers like the way we want to. So it's like all the pressure being, being built up, viewing football as a sport versus a, uh, like a business aspect. So, um, I don't know. It's, if you haven't seen it, definitely check it out. It's uh free on prime with ads, I believe. Uh, I think it's just streaming on prime. Oh, it's streaming ads. on prime. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Very good. But uh, yeah, I, I loved it, Joe. What'd you think of it? I like it as the as the behind the scenes football thing. That was mm-hmm. interesting. I I'd already seen Varsity Blues, so I got a small taste of this. That's obviously came out like twenty eight years or something before Varsity Blues right. did. So that aspect of it is good as a movie. I think it's a little all over the place. Like it's long, but it doesn't. It, it sets up things that it never delivers on, like the. Uh, 
his relationship with i think her name is charlotte it just kind of comes out of nowhere it's like oh by the way we've been having this thing you haven't seen and then yeah okay and then with the other receiver when they leave him alone and they have the two vials i assumed he was going to like pick the wrong vial and get really fucked up or something i thought that was what they were hinting at and then it's just like no he's fine he's out there and then he gets doubling down he gets hit in the face yeah i just assumed it was like hinting at stuff that it wasn't for story reasons but it was it was good enough. It just it's not something that does it for me enough that I'd probably watch it again. Okay, fair enough. And Corey, you've never seen it, so I have not. No. Okay, definitely check it out though, Corey. You'd like it. I yeah, think. no, it's I just I just added it to my queue on Amazon Prime. Nice, very good. So that brings us to number two, Joe. What do you got? Number two, we got a table from earlier, Rudy. Okay. This was this was the one that I wanted to put on my list, but I knew it was we were going to talk about it anyways. So in order to make room for another so, movie, I did want to talk there's about. There's always one every week with Corey. Yeah. <laughs> I know, I know, and it's 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 just the way I want. I want to make sure we have a good variety, and like well, it seems like we got a pretty I'm, good variety. We do, I know, but like you know what? There's in fairness, I also think that I like this list better than this list if I had had Rudy on it. Fair enough. Okay. So yeah, Rudy's really, really cheesy. It's uh definitely. <laughs> it's it's the biggest, thickest slice of cheese oh, you can put yeah. on a movie. It's big Wisconsin it's the enti- cheddar. It's the entire wheel. It's the entire wheel of cheese. Like there's no way around it. Oh yeah. So yeah, I rewatched it for this. I I knew it was gonna make my list somewhere. I wasn't sure where. At the end of the day, I settled on two, because yeah, like you said, Matt, I cried eight <laughs> to ten times during this movie. It's. It's emotional. It's got really cliche parts that just, they know how to get you. They know how to manipulate my emotions. I, Which I is good writing. Accept. Yeah, it is. Right? It's definitely. Just, yeah. it's definitely, definitely what they planned on. Yeah. So. I'm sorry, if you, don't, if you don't at least get goosebumps when that janitor says, you're six foot nothing, a hundred and nothing. Like, if you don't five get... Five foot nothing. Yeah, no, that's right. Five foot nothing. Six foot. Yeah, yeah. definitely be okay. Five foot nothing. Yeah, like, if you don't at least get goosebumps when he starts saying that, like... You're a monster. Like, let's be honest. Yeah, no, I, I agree, hundred percent. Yeah, it's you know what? I wasn't gonna put it on my <laughs> my top five. Then on Columbus Day, I'm going through all my movies, and I'm like, what football movies I haven't seen in a while? And then I get to Rudy. I'm like, yeah, right, let me throw this on. So I'm watching it, and like again, it's a movie I've seen for a while, a lot. So like, I'm on my phone, and then you know, at a certain point, you just put the phone away, and you're just like in there, right? So. I, when his best friend dies and then he goes there and then like he makes friends with the priest and he gets to the junior college he wants he to take the cloth <laughs> yeah exactly he doesn't have his family support whatsoever which is like so disheartening especially for like that family because they seem like to be all about family he has like 12 younger brothers it says in the epilogue yes. how many fucking kids did this family like 15 kids apparently 15 because he's got at least two older siblings right Irish, I, I, Irish Catholics yeah. in the, his older in... brother just starts Frank. seeing his girlfriend after they break up that's, that's yeah, fucking I forgot that up. that happened that's messed up that's so yeah, wrong that's Rudy's fiance but again Rudy doesn't really treat his fiance that well right he didn't save a thousand dollars they saved a thousand dollars well you don't know that <laughs> he could have been keeping his ass at the secret I highly doubt that I think Rudy took the money for the house and said I'm going to <laughs> I'm going to Notre Dame, <laughs> Notre Dame. <laughs> I can't you know, play football for the Irish it's following your dream and he makes the practice squad which is like 
unreal, right? He just walked on. He does. He wasn't a, the greatest high school player. Like his coach said, like, yeah, you're not going to go on to play in college. And like, that's not even, you're not going to want to go on to play for a major university. You're not going to play any college football. Yeah. That's how like not that good Rudy was and like how unathletic he was. But like, you know, he makes the practice squad. So and, no, and know what his reward is for that? He gets to shit kicked out of him in practice. For two and years. No, and nobody believes he's on the team. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it's true. He no one believes that he's on the team. He can't even convince his dad or her, or his brother. Like he shows up with fresh bruises, and like, what what could they possibly be thinking? He's just going to beat up for club. fun, <laughs> right? <laughs> it's, yeah, but you're not allowed to talk unreal. about that. So the Jersey scene. The Jersey huh. scene is amazing. <laughs> yeah. Jersey scene's great. It's the most cliched shit ever, but I love it. Yeah, I love it so much, and the realism aspect of it. Rudy did get in the game on the last play. The team actually scored a touchdown to get him so in. he could he could uh, to, to get him in because so here's the aspect that that doesn't really hold water. Dan Devine is vilified in this. Dan Devine had no idea who Rudy was. Like he's a practice squad player. He didn't really give a crap about the practice squad. So when everyone's chanting Rudy, 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 he says to one of his coaches, "What the hell are they talking about?" And he was like, "Oh, you got this guy. He dressed like, oh, today. <laughs> oh, cool. Put him in." <laughs> so Rudy says no, and Dan Devine's like, "What?" He goes, "No, I play defense, not offense." So Dan Devine's <laughs> like, "Are fine. <laughs> like, like didn't want to deal with him after the fact." Then the team scores a touchdown, and Rudy gets to go in on defense, and he does get a sack. They didn't call it a sack back then, but he does tackle the quarter. You can find the play yeah. on YouTube. He tackles yeah. the quarterback on the final play of the game, and there's a hot take that Rudy, Rudy was, was offside. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I wanted to rewatch it to find out if he was, but I didn't care enough. I mean, I think I, I think they show the the actual play during the credit roll, right? Uh, no. I don't think they so. They no. just they show a still shot of Rudy in his uniform. Okay. And they said since 1975, no other Notre Dame player has been carried off the field. I don't yeah. know if that's true or not. I mean, Rudy up to that point. This... Up to that point, yeah. I mean, I, it was only I, like 24 years. No, not even. Yeah. So, but, so was the story that know. like the other player, like the actual starters on the Notre Dame football squad, like knew that, like knew this kid and knew that he practiced hard and wanted him. I mean, they were the ones kicking the shit out of him, so probably. They probably knew who he was. Joe Montana was at Notre Dame at the time. I think uh, he's given interviews and people have asked about Rudy. He goes, we all knew who Rudy was. Rudy was kind of like a joke, though. Like, yeah, he's like your your kid brother on the football team. Like, running around like a maniac during practice. So we all knew who he was, but... Joe Montana says the movie's a little overblown. But whatever, man. Sure. It's it's an inspirational story, so... I've heard that. I've also heard that, like, that guy is, like... An old curmudgeon that like hates the story. Like he goes around and does motivational speaking, and like he doesn't like doing it. But like it's all that he can do. Like he doesn't know anything else to do. His cause of the movie. The big thing with him is he uh, he his fifteen minutes of fame are kind of up. So he's always out to like capitalize. Like hey, I'm Rudy. I was, they made this movie about me. Like pay me for stuff. Like he tried to make a Rudy inspirational sports drink that didn't catch on. So like he's a little annoying. Inspirational like, sports <laughs> drink. Yeah. Like the Rudy drink. Like like tea brews with your tea bros. Oh but <laughs> but uh yeah, so um I don't know, he's in the movie. You see he's, oh, he's, he's in spectator. the stands, right? Yeah. yeah he's listed behind, in the credits. He's behind uh Rudy's family during the final game. So. I didn't know where he was. Now I do. He's the one that his dad grabs at the end after that's like, my Rudy son. gets a sack. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's that's a weird that's meta fun. moment where yeah, he's like, weird. oh, that's that's actually me. Yeah. <laughs> no, man, um, that's me. Yeah, right? Vince Vaughn, like, I, I think 
Jamie O'Hare. Yeah, James it's Bond one of those things Johnny where like uh, in a movie together again. That's right, yeah, right? I think that when I watch this as like, I don't, I don't know. I guess in my twenties when I rewatched it for the first time after like the big wave of Wedding Crashers and all of the other like Vince Vaughn swingers. movies, swingers. And I go back and watched. I, I went back and watched it. I was like, "Is that? That's Vince Vaughn." Like I had no clue that he was in this movie. This had to be one of his first the, roles. Definitely. Oh yeah, for sure. Definitely. Did you guys see my message about the internship being on last night? I did. I did, but I was doing something else. Same. Fair enough, fair enough. I, I did. I did. I sat there and watched it. All right. Holds up. Just in case anybody was wondering. So that will conclude our discussion of Rudy. Corey, what's your number? T- Corey, what's your number two? Number two, going hometown. Going hometown with it. Uh, Invincible. I knew it was Shocking. coming. <laughs> yeah. uh, I, was doing, I mean, one of the two Philly sports movies had to be on there, right? Uh, so yeah, I went invincible. I went invincible for pretty much the exact same reason that you guys went, Rudy. Um, it's a very similar tale. It's about except at the professional level, right? Like this guy played football in high school. I don't, I don't remember if they said that he played in college. I don't but know. one year no, randomly, yeah, one year randomly, the Eagle. I mean, for a while, the Eagles were an atrocious football team, and a new coach gets in, and he's like, you know what? Let's shake stuff up. I'm going to have open tryouts. And I know historically, like, he had no intention of actually taking anybody from this open tryouts. It was literally just a In the movie, he didn't stunt. either. Yeah. But oh, I, what I mean is, like, that's historically accurate. Like, oh, okay. He yeah, no yeah. Um, but this guy from South Philly, Vince Papali, was a good athlete, played with his friends. A bunch of his friends like are like, yo, go out, try, see what happens. And he gets a shot. Right. Like that's at the end of the day, like that's really what this movie is about is a guy getting a chance and, and figuring out a way to make it work. Um, and I love that. I mean, it, it feels like Philly to me. Like it is probably up there with Rocky as like the most one of the most Philadelphia feeling movies out there. Um, so, yeah, this is I think Mark Wahlberg's awesome in it. Um, what, what's her name from Scrubs? Elizabeth Banks. Elizabeth Banks, thank you. I think Elizabeth Banks is great, even though she's not an Eagles fan in this. <laughs> even though she's a Giants fan. <laughs> even though she's a Giants fan. But like that's what makes it like even more heartfelt to me is like her friendship and her love for Vince is more important than her love of the Giants. Sort of. Yeah. You know, kind of. <laughs> she's still kind of upset that the Eagles are winning. Of course. That's his chair and for him for his touchdown oh, yeah, at yeah. the end. Yeah. I would hope so. That's a real play. He did yeah, they show that in the credits. It's it's a little it's exaggerated in the, credit, yeah. in the movie. They show the actual play, but it's basically it's close yeah. enough. He just hits him as the ball comes in. Yeah. Ball pops out. He grabs Instead it. Instead of goes. running like forty yards for the touchdown, he runs like eight. Not am, yeah, it's like on like the eight or the five. I am curious if back in the seventies, if you could advance a muffed punt, like <laughs> because the the actual play that they show, it's a borderline muff. During the the play they show in the movie, it's a clean tackle, force fumble, and he scoops yeah. it up for a touchdown. Yeah. I mean, again, for the sake dramatization, of dramatization, yeah, yeah, dramatization. It's much better to watch that way. No, yeah, they get the football aspect of this a thousand percent correct. Mm-hmm. The uniforms are accurate. The mm-hmm. uh, the they they get the players' names on the Giants correct. Craig Morton was the starting quarterback for that season. So, um, yeah, they uh, they had a yeah, football uh, consultant. That they Must sure have. as hell did. Yeah. Yeah. Um, fun fact about me, anyways, I drove Vince Papali around for 
a day at one point. <laughs> oh, didn't know that. My, yeah, so my a, a, a buddy of mine from when I was living in Jersey um, helped organize a music fest for a company that he worked for. And one of like the celebrity endorsers that they got there was Vince Papali. So they needed somebody to like drive the celebrity endorsers around from like you're like I'll do the it clubhouse. Well, I mean, I just signed up to do it, and like that just happened to be what I pulled. Like, so I got in the golf cart to like pick up the next guy. Was in a golf cart? I, <laughs> nice. Yeah, yeah. I, I picked. I got in the golf cart. I drove up to the front. Dude sits down. And I look over. I'm like, shit, you're Vince Papali. He's like, that's me. I'm like. Awesome. And then we talked about football all day. He's like, I guess I am. <laughs> Sounds like me. Yeah, he's a nice guy. He's a really, really nice guy. I, I, I bet. Yeah. I uh, I rewatched it for this. I liked it, just not enough to make my list. I feel that. It felt like a little bit... I'm not going to say B acting, but it just didn't... Eh, didn't do it for me. I can't put Rudy and this on the list because they're essentially the same. Like, yeah, they really that's, are. That's, like, that's true. It's like yeah. an updated Rudy. I, I like Rudy more. So, fair. I do want to know more about like if he actually gave up whatever pads he was supposed to be wearing to put on quarterback pads. Like, I don't know. About I hope he didn't wear happened. those during the game. I hope that was just to make the team. Otherwise, Jesus Christ. I mean, probably. Well, I hope he wore him during the game. He would have been slow as hell during with uh, the rest of that equipment. I mean, on. I guess. I mean, he did run a four or five. Back then, it's fast. Yeah. 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 He was. He was a beast. Four or five is like lineman speed now. Yeah. He made an NFL roster <laughs> after coming off the street, so he had yeah, to be yeah. pretty good. He's stuck for two years yeah. too. I don't like the fact that he played like pickup ball in the rain before a game and like. Oh, I hated that. His, Blow, almost blows his knees out. Like, come on. <laughs> There's no way. No. No way in no. hell that contract doesn't say, no, you cannot play football with your friend. There's Jeez. no way it doesn't do that. Like, I imagine today, like, there's probably clauses in real NFL contracts that were like, you cannot be a member of a flag football or a recreational league of any kind. Yeah, you're not allowed to play basketball. Play. I swear to God, if you blow out your knee. Well, yeah. Aaron, Aaron Boone tore his ACL the offseason following his dramatic home run on the Yankees. And that's breach of contracts He was because he did it playing basketball. Mm-hmm. So the Yankees did not have to pay him. I think they did, but they didn't have to. Yeah. I imagine that's one of the reasons that most professional athletes pick up golf in the offseason because... It's the least know. strenuous sport for your body. That's it. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's a competitive, like... Uh, outlet for you so yeah, sure. plus you get to hang out it's with three easy. friends and drink beer yeah absolutely speaking of which right? when this is all over let's go golfing guys <laughs> <laughs> a little cold don't, today don't you don't you i said when it's over dare tease me don't you dare tease me i got my clubs in the trunk of my car i will go now i mean i do want to get into golf this season but yeah we my should, we should go a, one time my my friend has absolutely. a condo on a golf course and he's been trying to get me to golf for years so i told him this is all right sounds good guys okay so we are up to Corey did his number two. Yep, that was my number two. Oh yeah, so right. I do. Oh, my number yep. two. Okay, great. Wow, Corey, I just realized what your number one is. Anyway. Yep. <laughs> oh wow, um, yeah, me too. <laughs> I regret nothing. My number two. I know you guys aren't going to have it on your list, and it's a movie that contains no football action whatsoever. But it shows the side of football that I am most familiar with, and that is the fanatic side of football. So number two is a movie called Big Fan. I don't know if you guys Patton have Oswald. heard of it. Patton Oswalt. I've seen that. Patton Oswalt. Have you seen it? Yeah. 
I actually saw this movie. I had to go to Manhattan to see it when it was in theaters to an art house theater with my friend who was a writing a review for the uh, Stony Brook School newspaper. So we got like a little advanced screening of it. It was pretty cool. But uh, yeah, this is a pretty dark film. It, it is. is a Pat- Patton Oswalt is a diehard New York Giants fan. He calls the local sports radio show, and that's like the thrill of his life. He's Paul from Staten Island. He works as a uh, toll collector in a parking garage in the city. He's in his 40s. He lives with his mom. His siblings have all gone on to careers, and his number one love is the New York Giants. He is a New York Giant fanatic. He calls into the radio shows with his like scripts written up. Yep, he actually writes down notes in his little notebook and calls up the radio show really late at night after, after he gets off of work. And his friend, played by Kevin Corrigan, like listens for it, and they, they talk about it. And Kevin's like, wow, how do you like come up with all this stuff? And he's like, you know, it just felt like it had to be said, man. Like He's like trying to like, act all cool with his friends. He's obsessed with this one player named Quantrell Bishop, who's like a linebacker for the Giants. And he's eating pizza with his friend one night, and they see Quantrell Bishop at a gas station. So they kind of follow him around, and they get to a club, and he introduces himself. And uh, uh, Quantrell kind of, like, figures out, or, or Paul volunteers the information, like, oh, yeah, we saw you in Staten Island. And he gets spooked that he was a stalker, and Quantrell beats the shit out of him. This guy wakes up in a hospital three days later, and it's, this is kind of the crux of the movie, because... People know what happened. Quantrill Bishop suspended. The Giants are in first place. And Paul's wrestling with his fandom like, yeah, this guy beat the shit out of me, but like, I want him to play. So like, he's not very forthright with the police. Um, he's still calls in his radio show and be like, guys, he's innocent until proven guilty. That's a thing. He's got to play. Like, and then his identity gets outed and he's like, just considered like, he's considered a loser by his family because he won't, um, press charges he won't sue um the media is kind of all over his ass the police wants nothing to do with him because he's hemming and hawing at whether he should turn Quantrill in or not and all the while they're battling the eagles for like first place in the nfc east Mm -hmm. and i'm not going to tell you what happens at the end because you should really like see it for yourself but uh it's the side of football that i guess i can relate to the most not that i live at home with my mom and call on radio shows and shit but like and stalk I know people, people obsessively like, yeah i know people like that where like their sports team is their life and that everything they do revolves around like that team and, and those players and they're at every team event and they're at every fan event and you hear them on the radio shows and if you go to games you see them they're like kind of celebrities like like in their own head and i don't think that there's a movie other than this that exists that like kind of explores that like aspect of uh, of sports and um so for that reason big fan number two on my list i did not even think Ooh, of that it is a it's a massive box office flop though i didn't, didn't get know. a wide release yeah. Corey. I get that, but like they still spent five million on the movie, and it only grossed two thirty four, two hundred thirty four thousand. Yeah, it was very limited. Yeah, like, yeah. They, it was art, art house only. I mean, they yeah. got they got money from streaming service. Like it, it's on Peacock Definitely. right yeah, now. True. I think I saw this on Netflix a while ago. It says Tubi. It says Tubi right it's now. It's on a bunch of things. It. Yeah, yeah, it's on it's on Prime with ads. That's how I watched it. Is it okay? This. Okay, and that was the Blu Ray I bought last week. I had a yeah. feeling. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Not, knowing now, the cast, the cast in this is stellar too. Well, you got like three well-known, right? You got Oswald, Kevin Corrigan, and uh, Michael Rappaport. Yeah. Oh, you're right, Michael Rappaport. 
He's the Philly guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, buddy. And giant he, fan, giant he fan in real life. Sh- Michael yeah. Rappaport. <laughs> he shit all over the Eagles after that bullshit game at the end of the season, and it was yes. phenomenal. Yes, it was one. Did. It was one of his best rants, and he's been, he's done some good ones recently. Eighty-six percent a rat tomatoes. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'm definitely. I, I definitely gotta watch this. This seems like a really good one. It, it's definitely. Oh, sure. a, it's a, it's a very interesting watch if nothing else. Yeah. Yeah, it's so dark. Yeah, too. that it's... was really dark. <laughs> it like and and the th- it feel I can't remember what the name of the movie is, but it feels like that movie. Uh, it's but this that one was baseball. Um. Robert De Niro, the fan, the fan, where he ends up like, I think yeah, he, yeah, that that it, it feels kind of like that where it would be dark and yeah, kind of like is... the the weird seedy underbelly of being too obsessed with your sport. Similar premise. Pat Oswalt doesn't like kidnap, like the star player's kids though, so like they yeah. do in the fan. So it's <laughs> it's less uh, helpful. <laughs> yeah, less dark somehow. He's just awkward. Yeah, he he's super yeah. awkward. Even like when he's reading his like speeches to like the sports talk radio, he lives at home with his mom, and his mom's constantly like banging on the wall, going, "Paul, who are you talking to?" So he's kind of like like gotta like be yeah, quiet. Yeah. It's like, oh my gosh, ah, poor guy. Anywho, <sighs> we're up to the number one round. So Joe, number one what round. is your number one? I have a feeling we have the same number one. I hope we do. Uh, my number one movie is Friday Night Lights. That is my number one as well. Not for you, Corey. No. <laughs> <laughs> Don't like Friday Night Lights. Wow. Wow. I didn't like the show. I Oof. I love well, the, the show. Vastly, I love the movie's movie. vastly different from the show. I believe show. that. I believe that. I, 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 I just can't get over the name. I'm like, if this is going to be anything like Friday Night Lights, I'm just not going to watch it. Well, it, it came out prior to the show. Oh, nice. Yeah, and it, yeah. it's made by the same guy as the show, so it makes perfect yeah, sense that they're very similar based on a book too yep it's it's a great movie uh it the one i'll start right now with the negative i will give it the one knock i have against it it's the same thing i don't like this team has won state for how many years and then it's just the senior year where things didn't go according to plan because their star player got hurt they're a perennial powerhouse um yeah there's also let's 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 talk positives first we'll get all the negatives negatives at the end i have like uh, two negatives so i figured to get them out of the way but let's go yeah what do you got um uh, the, the acting in this is is stellar it's really billy good bob, yeah billy bob thornton as as the head finally coach. not playing um, a drunk yep you got tim mcgraw in it yeah he's uh oh my god what's his charlie billingsley yes Tom billingsley's, Tom billingsley's dad. dad yep um i love uh Mike Winchell, like, how can you not like like him? He's this quarterback of this team, and he's like the pressure. Like, he has the most pressure on him than like any other player we've ever seen. Where he doesn't smile at all, like during the regular season. But that was just like he's him. So stoic. That was, like his personality. Yeah. yeah, his personality. He um, later raced cars in Japan. <laughs> yeah, was it Lucas Black? Yep. His name. Um, the football action is very good in this. They don't get anything wrong in terms of like time remaining or, or or certain plays. One minor knock is they go into halftime twenty six seven and they uh, start the fourth quarter twenty six fourteen. Really would have liked to see the touchdown. Huh, <laughs> see yeah, yeah. Other, other, every other point scored in the game. Why can't we see? It that was one? really uneventful. <laughs> I guess yeah, maybe it was just like a one yard plunge with your fullback, yeah. but uh, he didn't even dive. He just walked in. You got some tear jerking moments in it. 
uh, especially with with Booby Miles when he like pack packs up his gear and his. Oh, when he breaks down in the car with his uncle. Yeah. Oh my oh, god. Gosh. That gets me. That gets me hard. Oof. No choice of words. Oh, oh. Also, the fact <laughs> that you bad choice of words. You you you. you, you <laughs> wow. <laughs> Yeah. You see him. <laughs> um, you just kind of also see when it's like when he's reading that college brochure. It's like, wow, this guy—he's a football player, right? He—they're just skating him along academically. He can't put three words together without sounding like like a little bit of a moron. So, um, well, he's, he's cocky. He's not necessarily a dumb person, but he doesn't. Well, he's put reading the in. brochure. Uh, he's like, oh, what's this? Yeah, he's reading the brochure for USC, and then he's like, he goes to Chavez. He's like, "What's this word?" Oh yeah, like, yeah, okay. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, that aspect, the fact that they are beloved in this town, they can get away with whatever. Like until they, they lose out, a game, pretty much. They go out drinking all the time. Cops are okay with it. They get free food from the local restaurants, and it's. I think it's an accurate representation of like uh, Texas, Texas football. football. Absolutely. Yep. yep. Especially at the 5A level, which which is what they are. Um, 5A is, yeah. is the highest? I believe so. I'm, okay. I'm not positive. It sounds like it's the highest. Because in college, it gets, it gets the, the less A's you want. Right. But in high school, apparently, it's more. It's confusing that way. Varsity Blues, they're a 3A school. And the, uh, Remember, team, the Titans are also a 3A school. Yeah. The team they faced in the last game of Varsity Blues for the district title was 4A, and they moved down to 3A. So that was like their big thing. Okay. Like, oh, we're actually playing at like a level yeah, up. Yeah. So this is 5A. Take that for what it's worth. Uh, uh, yeah, there's a lot of ex-NFL players in this, too. Um, the player in Dallas Carter that makes the one-handed touchdown in the championship Odell game. Beckham. Against, okay. It's Ty Law. <laughs> is it really? Yeah, okay. it's Ty Law. Shit. And uh, Roy Williams, the wide receiver, is an assistant coach for Midland Lee. And the real Booby Miles plays an assistant coach for uh, Permian High School. Oh, that's cool. He I didn't actually, know that. He's standing next to fake Booby Miles uh, during the halftime speech in the locker room. And we don't get clear eyes, full hearts can't lose, but we get close what leads to cl- yeah, clear yeah. eyes, full hearts can't lose. So that, that, that was pretty cool, too. So Definitely is. Yeah, a couple of negatives for the movie for me. There's a lot that goes on outside of what they show that's really interesting. Like, Dallas Carter had a player that was academically ineligible, so they had to forfeit like the 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 uh, their tournament games, the the playoff games, and they actually in real life faced Permian um, in the semifinal, not the actual final. So if you go to look up who actually won the 1988 Texas High School Football State Championship, it's some team that Carter beat in the finals. Um, and also the fact that Dallas Carter had a string of robberies with their top players that committed these robberies after the season. So a lot of the players we see wound up in jail. They all have like division one, a scholarships and stuff. It's there's a lot going on in that season. Other than the bubble we see with the Permian Panthers. I guess that makes it more accurate because the, the Dallas team is is such a bunch of jerks. Like they just make them really dirty players, but apparently they were not stellar people. So I guess that, yeah, it's weird. Like if you, I thought it was weird to vilify them like that. Yeah, out of nowhere, yeah. right? I do like that scene too, where they're deciding like where to play the neutral site for like the state championship game and the referees. Do the Astrodome. The, do the Astrodome. Astrodome. I got no problem with that. Then he's like, uh, "What about uh, referees?" They're like, "Oh, we're bringing a zebra crew as is, just like we always do." Well, how many stripes do these? Uh, 
what color stripes these zebras have? And the coach is like, well, as far as I know, zebras have white stripes and black stripes. <laughs> <laughs> a, lot, a lot of little back and forth. It's a, it's, it's a good movie. It really it is. is. It's well worthy of the number one slot on this list. Agreed. Well, our list. For our list. Yes. All right, Corey. Let's 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 dig into it. Let's <laughs> let's hear about it. I put this movie. What most people will probably say is unreasonably high. Um, and I did it because of the movies I've, of the football movies I've watched, of the football movies I rewatched for this week, I get so much enjoyment out of the replacements that I cannot. I I I know. I know for a fact that there is no way in hell this is the best football movie ever made. However, but it's your favorite. From, from a personal one. standpoint, it is easily the most enjoyable football movie I watch. I fucking love this movie. I think Keanu's great in it. I think the story is fun. I think like the the speech at the end of the movie is one of the better ones. It feels more real to me like I know it's like a story I wish would come true. I think is probably like the biggest thing for me. Oh, that'd be fun to watch. Want this. It's it's based on a true story, guys. The '87 uh, Washington replacement players beat Dallas in a pivotal game, like uh, during the strike season in '87. Washington football players. Amazing. Yeah, they're the Redskins at the I time. Know. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, the strike ended, and Washington rolled with their replacement players against a like Dallas team that had all their superstars back. Did and they started Eddie Martel. So I, I have no idea, but they did beat him. So that's where the premise of this movie comes from. So good. I would just love to see that in our era where we see a replacement team. That'd be fun. Mm. Gives you something to root for. <laughs> I mean, I think that the thing is, especially nowadays, there's a lot of other semi-pro football. Leagues across the world have come not and in failed. The US, oh, across the world, yeah, yeah. Of, uh, yeah. But like the, the there's like the CFP, Canadian Football or CFL. I think it's CFL. CFL. Canadian, yeah, CFL. CFP is College Football Playoffs. Oh yeah. <laughs> this C the CFL like that's a, that's a thing that exists. It's a pro They're, league. Yeah, it's a pro league. I mean, like replacement players nowadays would be semi-pro to like yeah one A pros right now. Like they're still going to be professional athletes. Where this is, these, a these are not. Yeah, of, yeah, yeah. This is a ragtag group of insanity. You have a college quarterback, one, an ex sumo wrestler. Yeah, and you know a cop, a rugby player, or a football. Yeah, or rugby soccer, kicker. Soccer. Sure. Yeah. soccer. Oh, soccer, soccer. You're right. Yeah, the lights. Soccer kicker. Go Over the bar, okay. Over the bar. But you know, just that idea that like, if you've played and you don't, you know, it, it kind of touches on that thing that Rudy touches on too, right? Like, Hey, I like, this is, this is what I want to do. I'm following my dream. I'm chasing my dream. And he gets that one moment to play in a, in the big game at Notre Dame. Once that game ends, he's never going back to football. What like this movie is saying is like, maybe even after that, you picked up. Yeah. Right. Like it's, it's, it's that. And then one step further, it's like, Hey, here's your chance. So I I just I think the movie's funny. I think it's heartwarming. It's so quotable. It's got so many yeah. good good scenes to go back to. Like I, obviously I like it too. It's my number four. I've seen it so many times. Yeah, it's an enjoyable movie. I 
when I did my preliminary list, I had it as my number five, actually. Then I watched it and I crossed it out. Um, <laughs> no, no, this won't do. <laughs> no, the, 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 they get football so wrong in this. There's so many things that happen. I was like, no, that's wrong. No, that's wrong. No, that's wrong. Like, for, this, to, to nitpick it to death, you have your quarterback on your onside kick recovery team. What? Um, I don't even remember that scene, but I'll take your yeah, word for it. You just watched it. Dan, Danny Bateman recovers an onside kick. First of all, when you recover an onside kick, the play is over because you can't advance it. And he's running around like an idiot, running the clock out, which, you know, can't happen. And then Shane Falco tackles him and calls a timeout, which he doesn't have to do because the clock would stop, stop automatically. Oh, yeah, right. Oh, that's right. I forgot about that. <laughs> Did they play everybody both ways? Did they not have enough people? No, they didn't. They had plenty of people. Okay. You would not have. They needed a scene where. Danny, oh, or Shane Falco can tackle Danny Bateman, and Bateman can go, nice hit, Shane! <laughs> so that, that's how they shoehorned it in. This movie needed a sports consultant so badly. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, there's sure. it's just little things like that. I like Madden and Summerall in it, but they obviously only had them for like a day because they reused their lines and their, <laughs> their scenes over and that's over again. That's true. How many times do you hear, well, Jimmy McGinty is anything but an unconventional time. You hear like four different times throughout the movie by, I, by Madden and It's Summer like they're Rock. recorded it's, for a Madden game just for the movie. Pretty much. They're all things, all things being equal. Times. All things being equal. I also feel like that's how actual like color commentators are You can are only say football. so much. Like not in Summerall, though, man. They're like the greatest tandem ever. Sure they are. Sure they are. But I'm saying like, like that might just be a poke fun at listening to people today. Like... I love Tony Romo. I love Tony Romo calling games. He's very good. But he says some shit over and over again across the course of a season. Like, I know it's just sure. what he does. I don't think the movie is that clever for that for it to be a clever poke at commentators of uh, the NFL of today. And the the, the number one thing, let's, just for me, from my standpoint, in Point Break, Keanu Reeves plays an ex-Ohio State quarterback named Johnny Utah. If Shane Falco's name and this was Johnny Utah, and this was an unofficial sequel to Point Break, it would be number one on my list. But he blows out his knee in Point Break. It can't happen. Yeah, but he, but he blows out his knee. What does he have, the Batman in... thing that just fixes so, his knee? He, no, no, you know, but... takes some years off, and then he comes back and plays again. I thought, oh, no, Shane Falco just lost the big game, right? No, he made he... it to the pros and just sucked. Like, that's kind of oh, what yeah, they okay. alluded to. You should have been clearing a kid that whole that I thought that it was the Sugar season. Bowl he was bad in, and then he just stopped playing. And then he stopped playing. Well, he loses the Sugar Bowl. Yeah, I think that was the end dra- of him. He gets drafted by, I think, Seattle. I don't because, remember that part. Well, they allude to it because Gene Hackman says to him, like, yo, you should have been playing that first year. You should have been carrying a clipboard. Like, he, you know, he was, like, probably, like, a top prospect, had a bad championship game, hurt his draft stock, still made it to the pros, and just never recovered. Yeah, mentally. It's quicksand. quicksand. Nice. Shit. Corey. <laughs> I love it. I love this moment. That was my that favorite was beautiful. moment. beautiful. It was so good. We've had a couple of different synergy moments, Joe. Yeah, we're on, we're on the same page today. The replacements. That's, that's the replacements. <laughs> that's our list. <laughs> That's our list. <laughs> there it is. Now the fun part begins. Yeah, now we're up to the madness part of our show. How does that so... work, Matt? <laughs> I'm glad you asked, Joe. All these movies are going to go on our virtual wheel. We will spin the virtual wheel, and we will determine five movies to select from our individual list, and we will battle it out and come up with some crazy way of ordering them to come up with a definitive list. Prior to the show, we each wrote down a movie that we would like to protect from our individual lists. 
we each have a veto to use. If a movie is selected that we don't agree should be in the top five, we can use a veto for that selection. However, if the veto happens to be a movie that is protected, then uh, the protection stands and the veto is thrown out and you only get one veto. So if you use it and it's protected, you waste it. Okay, thank you. <laughs> also, do I want to do bubble movies before we spin the wheel? Sure, yeah, we can do that. Joe, what movies did you have on the bubble? I mentioned Varsity Blues, and the other one was Necessary Roughness. That is a funny movie. It almost made my it's a good list. One. It is. It was going to initially, and then I decided the Water Boy should make it. Okay, fair enough. Necessary Roughness doesn't get enough play. No, it doesn't. It's, uh, it's on uh, Prime Video right now. Yes, it I think is. it has been for years. Sinbad's in it. Yep. <laughs> Andre, don't eat meat. <laughs> He's Andre, a teacher, but he becomes their friend it. and teammate, and he like buys. Be- it's weird. It's a. <laughs> It's a very weird actually. He's a professor. Yeah. He has one year of eligibility left. Gotta yeah. use it. <laughs> Gotta use it. Corey, what uh, made your bubble? My bubble movies were uh, Rudy and The Waterboy. Okay. okay. Fair so enough. So two, two movies that were there. Um, Waterboy, I was tossing up between that and Ace Ventura. I like Ace Ventura better. Um, we almost had the same number five. Wow. Yeah. Also. And, and Rudy was, I, I just, again, we talked about it to death. Um, I only picked one where... Guy gets a second chance, and I went. I went with the Philly Connect. Okay, my bubble movies were being true to myself. Little Giants. <laughs> I had a feeling that was going to be somewhere near your list. I, I loved the movie so much as a kid, and uh, you know what? Annexation of actually, Puerto Rico. I'm a little surprised it didn't make one. I, I was I was expecting to talk about it today. Ah, I couldn't do it. And then my, my other one, Jerry Maguire. I've never seen it. I've always wanted I've, to. It's so a, close. It's a very so good, close. very good Tom Cruise movie. He plays an agent and is uh, he represents Cuba Gooden Jr., who is a wide receiver for the Arizona Cardinals. Football action and it's surprisingly really good. So. I love that movie. Uh, it, it was it made, you know, like that first list that we all do where we just scribble down any football movie that we can think of. Mm-hmm. That was like the third movie on my on my list. I couldn't uh, put I couldn't put that and Big Fan in my top five only because of the lack of football action. So I didn't want two movies that really didn't have a lot of football in it. And Jerry Maguire is a rom com. Let's let's be honest. So at the end of the day, <laughs> at the end of the day, one movie I'm so. surprised nobody had we didn't talk about because uh, was the Longest Yard, the original, not the not the remake. I want I wanted to. It's just I've it, never it, seen it. I wanted there. to watch it for this and just ran out of time. I love uh, the Longest Yard. It's very good. Um, and if you look online for a list of football movies, I'm pretty sure it's near the top of every single one of them. Uh, it is. Yeah. It's, it's, it's very much better than the Adam Sandler remake too. I, I figured. So. Mm-hmm. Shocking. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, it's a good movie. It, it, it doesn't, it doesn't compare to, to some of the newer ones. It's, it's, it's good. It's just not great. Fair enough. All right, I guess it's time to spin the wheel, boys. It's busted what do you out. Say? What do you say? Let me pull it up here. I say let's go. <laughs> Hi. Oh. What? All right. <laughs> First spin. Matt five. Matt five, and that was Rudy. Okay. I have no problem leaving that. All right. Next up. Joe Five, the Water Boy. Okay. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> Decisions. Vito. Okay. All right. I'm guessing that wasn't protected. I did not protect it. At least not. All right. 
That is Vita. No one else put the water bar, right? It was just me? Yeah, it was just me. Just you. We will respin. Fair veto, guys. Joe Four, the replacements. Much better. Okay. Much better. Now that that's a good veto right there. <laughs> fair enough. That one from a from your a bubble, bubble to your movie to your one to my number yeah, one. That's fair. I, that's that's a good veto. All right, next spin. That one. Friday Night Lights. Yeah. All right. What's in there twice, Corey? I mean, would you have vetoed it? <laughs> I might have. I might have considered it. Right. But I also imagine it probably would have been protected, though. So, Hey, we'll see. Yeah, we'll, um, we'll find out. No, we no, won't. We... Oh, I guess we will. We'll reveal them. We'll do we do. Reveal we do. Them. Yeah, that's true. Um, true. All right. Two more spins to go. Let's see. Bam. Matt, three. Damn. North Dallas, 40. Uh, no, I'm fine with that being on there. There's not a lot I'm going to veto in this category, I don't think. Mm-hmm. Okay. And potentially the last spin. Corey, five. Ooh, my number five, Ace Ventura, Pet Detective. I'm going to veto that. That's my protection. <laughs> Is it really? <laughs> yeah. Let me see. <laughs> Holy shit. All right. Okay. Well, that should be our number five. Yeah. Yes. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> Set in stone. Wow. Uh. Your five. I wish I'd protected the water boy now. We would have had so many bottom (laughs) tier movies on the list. (laughs) Ace Ventura, Pet Detective. Penciling it at five now. I don't think you have the pencil. You can put that shit in ink, blood, whatever you want. Don't do blood. All right. Uh, Boom. Friday Night Lights. Then we have The Replacements, uh, Rudy, and North Dallas 40. So I'm going to vote for North Dallas 40 or replacements at four and then three respectively. Okay. It is my three and it was, it's a four and one on yours and Corey's list. So it probably I, should be higher than North Dallas 40 to be my take on it. Oh wait, never mind. I, yeah, I, yeah, I forgot I, that was your one. I imagine Corey. North Dallas, North Dallas 40 would be four cause it's only on one list. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Correct. Else yes. got, yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. okay. Works for me. So then the next one would be uh, the replacements, correct? Well, that's, we got one four. What's, your, what's Rudy for you? Rudy made my five. So it's two five, uh, one four. I feel like one four should be higher. Replacements, then... So Rudy should be three, right? So we have Friday Night Lights, Rudy, and... The replacements. Replacements, okay. Um, and all, none so of them Fra- are three. Friday Night Lights is one one. Rudy is two yeah. five, so if, and replacements right, so one f- four. Friday Night Lights is number one, correct? Like that's. I'm, I'm going to say yes, <laughs> based on the logic we go we go with. <laughs> and then replacement is two, and Rudy should be three based on placement. That's just that's just my argument. Uh, I think Rudy should be higher than the replacements, strictly because Rudy is a much better movie than the replacements. But if you guys want it higher, then so be it. <laughs> it's gonna what be a bloodbath. <laughs> Rudy, let me just. Let's see. Replacements got a forty-one percent on Rotten Tomatoes. I have them all written down. Forty-one sixty-six for the replacements, and Rudy is a seventy-eight ninety. However, <laughs> ninety, Jesus ninety audience Christ. score. I I don't know. I I I personally think the replacements should be higher than Rudy. I think that that's an unpopular opinion. It's very unpopular. <laughs> Extremely, unpopular. but apparently not not in this recording. <laughs> So, all right, so I'm, I'm getting downloaded Hold on. here. 
I, I'm going to let Joe be the deciding factor here. If it was me, I would say replacements, replacements is higher. Than I wish we had like a, a tiebreaker scenario set up. Like, I'd say we spin the wheel and do even or odd, but there's so many more odds because it's one, three, and five for everybody. That's true. <laughs> hmm. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I have Rudy higher. We got to come mean, up with a tiebreaker. I mean, the replacements, the replacements is a one because of me, right? Like, I mean, at the end of the day... I'm the only one here that thinks that re- the replacements is a better movie than Rudy. Sure. Correct. Right. And you both agree that Rudy is, should be in the top five because you both had it on your top fives. Well, he, Joe had the replacements also. He had a four, but he had Rudy higher. Yeah. Yes. Which unfortunately is, is, I mean, I don't I, know. I had the replacements on there initially and wound up taking it off. I mean, <laughs> unbelievable. I mean, we can go, Listen, this is not my favorite list. I don't think Friday Night Lights. I, I haven't seen Friday Night Lights, so I guess I can't really judge it. But you haven't seen it? I, no, oh. I don't like Friday Night Lights. I, I you can't take the show, the show and the movie two totally different things. I under, no, and I totally I, I, I totally, I totally <laughs> respect and understand that. And now I will go back and watch Friday Night Lights and see. I think it's but, on like, HBO until the uh, end of the month if you want to see yeah. it. So like, I, I will go back and, and it's just not. I saw the name and got turned off immediately. I was like, no. Um, let's put Rudy high. I mean, Rudy is realistically a better movie. Rudy's realistically a, the better movie. So I'm fine with putting replacements at three. And, and to be fair, Corey, like if you were honest and true to yourself, Rudy would be in your top five. That's a good point. Oh yeah, that you is flat, true. You yeah, flat yeah. out said, All right, I didn't include fair. it because I knew you too. <laughs> that's happen. a good point. <laughs> so point. just, just for curiosity, cause we already settled the list. Where would Rudy be on your list if you had included it? Like what number do you think around it would be? Three. Okay. All right. Three. Yeah, I probably would have. I probably would have booted Blindside out, dropped Remember the Titans to four, and put Rudy at slided slotted Rudy at three. All right, all right. So we have our five. Before I read it, Corey, your protect was Ace Ventura. Joe, what was, was yours? Mine was Friday Night Lights. Okay, I protected. Uh, big fan. Makes sense. Yes, it was between that and North Dallas Forty. Yeah. Okay. I mean that makes a lot of sense, right? You got you got to protect the movies that. The other people I probably haven't seen, right? That's just a gut. That's just a gut reaction. Like I haven't seen it. I gotta veto it. Yeah, no, I'm a little, a uh, little strategic with my protects. Likewise. Yeah, I mean, we, on, I think come, we all try to here, be a little bit. Coming over here, protecting number five. That's looking weird. out for number one. That's 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 uh, that's your choice. If you want to look out for number one, you gotta protect number five. That's just it. Just saying. Just saying. Apparently, that should so. be on a shirt if we ever have shirts. <laughs> Anyway, the top five football movies, according to us, are number five, Ace Ventura, Pet Detective. Number four, North Dallas 40. Number three, The Replacements. Number two, Rudy. And number one football movie, according to Five Movie Madness, is Friday Night Lights. I'm just going to say it. Overall, not our best list that we've come up with as a show. Um. Not our worst list either, it, though. It's it's the top half to three fifths of it. Is pretty decent. I think we got number one correct. I mean, I'm I agree. Rudy's on there, obviously. But <laughs> I, I, mean, I don't think any list is going to be as uh, wild as the movies about music list. That was a yeah. That, that list was, that was a fun show. To that was do. A, that was a fun. It was one. a great show, but that definitely showed the uh, the chinks in the armor of our madness portion. <laughs> What's the point? 
Yeah, it is. We got to make it dumb really decisions is. sometimes. I guess <laughs> so. We really do. Uh, so next week, Joe, you're the host, and we're going to do our top five movies of 2020, right? Yeah, That's we all plan. saw at least five movies in 2020. Yep. They released 13. a lot of movies that people didn't know about. I went from seeing 54 new releases to 13. <laughs> yeah, I'm somewhere releases. in that boat. I'm going to watch a Thank, few more. Thank you, Pandemic. Anyway. So that's going to do it for this episode of 5 Movie Madness. On behalf of all of us, take care, everybody. Oh, uh, we didn't do the social media. Oh, shit. Uh... I don't have to stop. I can cancel it. Joe, you want to plug it now? Uh, like, sure. I know what yeah, it is. Yeah, I'll, I'll plug it. All right. For email, it's 5moviemadness at gmail.com, and on Twitter, we're at 5moviemadness. Those both use the number 5. All right. So I'm not going to do an outro again. All right. I'll just, <laughs> I'll just splice that song. Splice it. Splice it.